This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. From San Antonio, Texas. Martha, but we haven't seen the Alamo. No. So we won't be able to say remember big, the Alamo. It just had, we can't remember it because we've not That's right. Seen we haven't it. been able to do it. That's, we'll be back. We we'll, we'll have to come back. We've, we tell people, the people say, you didn't have Mexican food and you didn't go to the Alamo. So it's hardly, like you haven't even been here. We hardly even let the dust settle on the van. But there's <laughs> dust on the van, though. That's, what is with Texas and dust? <laughs> all right. Well, we want we are about ready to highlight another incredible ministry. And this, mm-hmm. of course, has been all put together by Bill Peel, our friend from Laterno Center for Faith and Work. Check him out online, Center for Faith and Work. We want you to use this as a resource to help you grow in your faith into connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your 9 to 5. Bill Peel with Laterno Center for Faith and Work. Talk to us about how does Laterno Center for Faith and Work help local churches? Well, our our, our vision at uh, Laterno is to revolutionize the way people think about work. But, you know, there's only a certain number of p- students that will come through Laterno, a certain number of students or, or people that will actually go to our website, a certain number of limited number of people that I can speak to. Mm-hmm. And we think it's incredibly important for this ministry of bringing faith into the workplace to move back into the church and back under the leadership of a, of, of a local church pastor. And so we work very hard to re- to create relationships uh, with churches. There's a ton of resources on our website about simple things that pastors can do to get started in this, all the way to some very complicated things as well. <laughs> so if there's a pastor listening today and they're like, oh, okay, Jim, I've heard enough of the conversation. I want to figure out what does this look like in my congregation? They can contact you on Laterno Center for Faith and Work.com. Absolutely. Center for Faith and Work.com. And you're going to connect them with those resources, but probably also with Made to Flourish. Well, that's exactly right. There's a great organization that started that is really working hard to help uh, pastors get in the game with us here. Uh, and uh, this is this is something that's just, just wonderful. But the fact there are some very simple things that a pastor can begin to do that take no money, no staff, just some a little bit of intentionality. And uh, we have those. If, some, if somebody goes on our website and takes a look uh, at, finds the search button and <laughs> writes in church, all this information is going to come up. Right. And there's an article in there called 15 Things, a church can do to 
bring the bring faith to the workplace. And uh, it's very simple. There are five things that they can do this Sunday, this week. And then so they can get started right now. It's a little now. more complicated. Fantastic. So, yeah, but they can start easily. Now, you've got some great guests for us today. Go ahead and I do. introduce. I, I do. I have uh, uh, Pastor Dr. Aaron Weaver here with us today. And uh, Aaron is the pastor of Grace Bible Church in Lavernia, Texas, which is just on the outskirts of uh, of San Antonio, and a huge growing population that really comes countywide to you guys' church. Which I was there a few weeks ago, and I was I was really amazed at uh, at what's what's happening there. Uh, Aaron is a, a graduate of uh, Cedarville College and came back to Texas to Dallas Theological Seminary, where I went to school. And uh, has been at at Grace for twelve years, and senior. You uh, were here two years, and then became the senior pastor. Yeah. So ten years. Yeah. And uh, so great to have you with us today. Thank and you. the guy that introduced Aaron to me is this other guy sitting over here, uh, Claude Hungerford. And uh, Claude uh, is a an incredible guy that just sh- showed up in my office one day. Uh, he's he actually came up to Dallas. He's working on his doctorate at uh, Dallas Bi- Dallas Baptist University, yep. and uh, found us on the web. Claude, tell a little bit about that story here. Claude Hungerford, welcome to I Work for Him. Well, thank you, uh, Bill. I, I and I had started uh, connecting up together. I believe it was what, November of 2013, and. Uh, had uh, been in the Air Force for a lot of years, actually a total of about 34 years. That's and, a lot of years. Yeah, a couple of days. And uh, the Lord had, during that 34 years, really began to school my heart on what it looks like to effectively live one's faith out in the workplace. And uh, I was at that stage of life where empty nester, 50 years old, and God really started prompting my heart in some particular directions. And just even some things that he had taught my heart over the you know the, those you know thirty years, and I was saying there was a real need to be able to learn how to communicate effectively some of those things in our families, but also in our workplaces, in secular and also Christian universities and churches, and so those are just four things that God had just really burned in my heart and uh, my. My father, a great man of God, I shared some of those things with him. And uh, I says, Dad, I don't know if this is something that God is prompting me to be able to go ahead and just start an organization like that. And he gave me some very wise advice. And he says, there's got to be somebody out there that is doing the same thing. And there's no need to just go start doing your own thing. Mm So for six months, I just prayed, I combed the internet, and then I think it was on the eve of Thanksgiving of November 2013, I'm going through, run across uh, the Letourneau Center for Faith and Work website, and there were those three of those four things that was there, and God says, that's that's where I want you to start pouring what I've taught you into. So I fire off an email to Bill, I start off, think this might sound a little crazy um but here's the story bill immediately responds and he says well if you're crazy i'm crazy too and so from that (laughs) point in time uh we've just been collaborating and just grown closer uh ever since and it's just been a great friendship 
Now I got to tell you a little bit more about Claude, though, because Claude Claude was an enlisted man mm-hmm. in the Air Force, Master Sergeant, mm-hmm. Commandant. When I met him, he was Commandant of one of the business schools that dealt with uh, training people for the business aspects mm-hmm. of aircraft maintenance. Uh, he he was also uh, kind of the go- unofficial go-to guy for base commanders when the Pentagon <laughs> mandated, okay, you guys go have to do this. And they're looking around, how are we going to implement this? They would call Claude to come in and create a strategic plan for for them to actually imp- implement that particular particular thing. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm saying, wow, this is – this is pretty great. And then he told me about the ministry that God had given him in the Air Force. And Claude had actually kind of become the unofficial chaplain of his whole unit and base there. The, the people that he worked with, uh, they came to him for prayer. They came to him for counsel. Uh, and I'm thinking, holy cow, this guy is a, such an example of of someone who's carrying on the ministry mm-hmm. in the workplace. It's wonderful. And I almost had a cat when he told me that he was going to become a senior pa- uh, uh, become a pastor. I said, why would you, why in the world <laughs> would you leave that kind of ministry in the workplace that we're trying to produce here uh, to, to go work in a church? And Claude said, well, I'm just following my calling. And why don't you explain that to them? Because I had to say, Claude, you're exactly right. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Well, what was interesting is they came to the Lord at age 12. It was at a Methodist lay witness mission in Pullman, Washington in uh, November of 72. And it was one of those things where God just sort of forced me into the kingdom. It was like, I didn't have a choice. (laughs) You know, we're in Jeremiah uh, is pouring his heart out to the Lord. Lord, you had me at a disadvantage. And it was one of those things where I think if I had not seen things his way, I'd probably be in a prison cell now because I was a pretty troubled kid and things. And so about five years later, the Lord had really impressed it upon my heart that, Claude, I want you to to go and dedicate your life to me and I want you to preach my word. And I'm like, wow, okay, sure. I'll go ahead and I'll do that. And so got involved in a church, a Northside Chapel in Missoula, Montana, senior pastor, Mike McGovern, great friend, still in contact with him. And the church actually had a pastoral apprentice program. And so for two, three years, I don't remember, but two times a week, there were no kidding, like academic classes, the same type of things that you would see in seminary. Mm-hmm. And so by age 20, I was the associate pastor of that church there. And uh, much about the same size of, of grace. You said that the Lord had said, hey, get, you know, share my word, preach my word. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up getting in the Air Force? Well, a uh, little bit of a long story, but what was interesting, and so here I am, associate pastor of a pretty large church in Missoula, Montana, great congregation. But about that point in time, a couple of things were going on. Uh, as we all know, recessions affect churches financially. So they had me for the the wonderful price tag of $50 a week. Okay, single guy put me in a room somewhere and, you know, pretty inexpensive. Well, uh, the Lord brought along a young lady named Elaine, (laughs) and we got married. And amazingly, we were not able to live on $50 a week. 
But one of the things I remember at that point in time, I'm looking out of my office at the church there, and I'm thinking, you know, the real, I love building into the lives of people and, you know, helping them, disciple them, maturing them. But I remember looking distinctly outside the window in my office and like, the real work is out there. Hmm. It's just one of those thoughts that you have that always just sticks with you. Mm-hmm. A year later, I find myself in basic training celebrating my first anniversary. I'm like, Lord, how in the world did I get here? Just one of those things. I tried every possible door, and the Lord just shut them all. And we fast forward a few decades to where right now you're working alongside Aaron Weaver at Grace Bible Church. Talk about that. Well, it was about the time at the uh, 2016 uh, Faith at Work Summit that was up there at Dallas. And uh, there was a vacancy at the church, and the Lord had basically says, you're applying for that. And I'm like, Lord, okay. Uh, I thought we had this settled, that <laughs> my ministry was here in the in the workplace, and you're doing some great things nationally. And the Lord basically says, you have a choice. You can continue to go ahead and do that, or you can go into a church and dedicated teach people how to replicate that. Mm. So it was a matter of replication and just being obedient to that so aaron this guy shows up at your church he's an elder okay yeah so you've known him all these years and he shows up with this crazy idea what what did that sound like to you uh the idea of implementing more of this uh faith at work kind of a concept yeah it was um it wasn't that crazy in terms of uh, God had kind of been working on uh, my heart as well as and, and just kind of thinking through uh, the vision and the direction that, that God wanted for us at, at our church. And, um, uh, you know, growing up, and I think we were uh, even talking about it earlier in the sense that, that growing up the mindset was uh, for people who went to work, it was you, you go to work, um, you work hard so you can make money, and the pastors won't say it, but so they can give it to the church, at least part of it. Oh, no. Um, that's the I've understood part. Many yeah. pastors yeah. say yeah. that, exactly. Work hard. Um, <laughs> and, and be a good person. You know, work with good morals and values and ethics and all of that. And then every once in a while, drop the gospel bomb whatever you can. And um, it's important to share the gospel. <laughs> the gospel bomb. Um, <laughs> but to begin really wrestling with, um, there's more value uh, to your work that God has placed you within uh, that that group of people. Mm. And so God was, I was wrestling a little bit with that myself, even wrestling with, um, again, the mindset for me growing up, I grew up in a good Christian background, good Christian faith, and very missional-minded church in the sense of, you know, we would send missionaries around the world, et cetera. And, uh, I, and I think the belief at the time was, uh, it wasn't stated so much, but uh, it was this thinking that, uh, you know, we... Uh, you know, Jesus has fulfilled, or at least the disciples have filled, fulfilled part of the mission of Christ of sending disciples into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then Paul took it on into the uttermost parts of the world. So the mindset was missions was sending people around the world. Um, but the question I began to wrestle with was, what is our Jerusalem hmm. and Judea in Lavernia? And uh, the thing that kept on coming up was it's people's workplaces. In Lavernia, Texas, a town of 1,200 people, uh, about 45 minutes, as I understand it, outside of San Antonio. We have not gotten to go there, and we will not today because we're heading the other direction. (laughs) As we talk today with Aaron Weaver, Senior Pastor of Grace Bible Church in Lavernia, Texas. So if you're anywhere around here you want to check it out, just check it out online. Where? 
What's the website? Uh, GraceBibleLV.com. GraceBibleLV.com. And they're on Facebook because I just found them. That's right. So we've got Claude Hungerford and Aaron Weaver from Grace Bible Church. Talk to us then, Aaron, about this story. When, when, when Claude comes to you and says, listen, I've been doing this in the Air Force for you know a few decades. God's telling me I need to replicate it at your church. Most senior pastors would have a slight hesitation at that approach. How did God prepare your heart for what Claude had to say? Um, yeah, again, I think it was a journey that God was bringing me on uh, in terms of how can we impact people for Christ within our region. And uh, the workplace just seemed to be the obvious mission field that was there. So when Claude came, uh, he had already been serving as an elder. We had already had discussions, you know, um, in general, because uh, he was pursuing his doctorate and his connecting with Bill. And mm-hmm. and it just seemed like, uh, yeah, we need, not only do we need um, uh, his skill set at, at our church in terms of helping us uh, and what we needed to have happen, but bringing with that uh, this, this missional mindset uh, within our workplaces to help uh, train people within our church to begin seeing that. It just seemed like an obvious fit. So what does that look like then? So you joined forces, per se, um, and what is happening at Grace Bible Church? Um, I think there are several things that we uh, are, are doing. One is, is trying to help people understand who their identity is in Christ and how that relates to, um, say, their workplace. And um, part of that is, you know, you think about... Um, you know, Philippians chapter two, for example, where it talks about have this mind of Christ and, uh, you know, who being in very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, uh, but, but made himself a servant. Um, so, so the idea there is, um, that we're not to serve just simply because Jesus served us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're to serve because of our identity in Christ, that he's a servant and therefore we're servants of Christ. So what then does that look like? Um, wherever I'm at, whether that's in the church, in my community, or at work, um, to begin uh, uh, seeing myself as a servant of Christ, um, you know, in the workplace. So some of that is just through teaching. Some of that is through, uh, you know, we did a conference here recently uh, on faith and work. Um, it was kind of eye-opening for a lot of people to begin seeing their workplace um, as a sacred calling. Um, mm. um, other things that we're trying to implement is, um, you know, as people discover their, uh, you know, their gifts and their passions and their talents and all of that, things that God has given them and wired them, what does that look like, not just simply in the church, but also within their workplace, mm-hmm. um, to use the gifts and talents that God has given them to enhance the workplace um, as well. So as the pastor, do you actually, have you adjusted the, your um, vocabulary from the pulpit? Like when you're... Um, for instance, a lot of times we know people do a spiritual gifts assessment, but they only do it so that they can find out where to serve in the church. Right. How Things like that, have, has it kind of changed how you look at, at that? Yeah, I think uh, it has a little bit. We're, in the, we're still in the process of changing, and that's mm-hmm. part of um, with bringing Claude onto the team, uh, that he can help bring that, that uh, perspective into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're in the process of doing that, but... At least from the pulpit and some other teaching avenues, you know, we've had uh, various classes that we now offer that uh, to the congregation to help them begin seeing their workplace um, as being very important. Mm. Do you see this as another program within your church, or as really the the energy and the, the I mean, as part of the DNA of the church? 
Yeah, I think it's a change of mindset. Yeah, so it's uh, our desires to, to kind of make it more of um, the culture um, that when you leave the four walls of the of the church building, you're not leaving ministry. You're actually you're continuing on the ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, you're entering the ministry for many people. Exactly. You're entering the ministry. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Okay, so Claude Hungerford, you uh, you know you spent a lot of years on, in a command and control structure, mm-hmm. uh, working for the Air Force, heading into a pastoral ministry. Well, what's your title? I mean, did, did you get like marketplace minister at the church or what? Uh, associate pastor for ministry development? Wow. Okay. That says a lot, but doesn't really say much, but okay. <laughs> it's very safe. <clears throat> it's a very safe. It, it keeps me very busy and gainfully employed. Uh, let's put it that I'm way. I'm sure. I'm sure. But the employment, I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, the gainful employment is important, but really the work that you're doing and feeding into people's lives, mm-hmm. how are you helping Aaron's job be easier in, in presenting this whole idea of connecting what people hear on Sunday from the pulpit behind, mm-hmm. by Aaron to what they do in their nine to five. Well, you know, just sort of going back just a tad at about the time that I was having some of the conversations with Bill and was really seeking the Lord. How, uh, how, how do I do this? How do we be obedient to what you're burning into my heart? Mm-hmm. I was having conversations like I mentioned with my dad, but also was having those same conversations with Aaron. So this has actually been, a long process. So I think that day when I go into his office and I go like, Aaron, I, I think the Lord's telling me I need to put my head into the ring and here's why. We've got Claude Hungerford and Aaron Weaver here from Grace Bible Church in Lavernia, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. And this has all made, been made possible by Bill Peel from Letourneau's Center for Faith and Work, centerforfaithandwork.com, centerforfaithandwork.com. Bill Peel, why did you want our audience to hear this story? A number of years ago, I was walking into my church, and I was doing some consulting with him, but I was actually working in a, in a great parachurch organization, the Christian Medical Association. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh one of those oh. Eep, illegal word, and I work for him. Illegal word, and I work for him. Eep, 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 parachurch. That's okay. Does it exist? We're all part of the church. It's not outside the church. We're all part of the church. <laughs> illegal word. Illegal word. Sorry. You've been Flag called out. Wow. You've been called out right so here. I was, I was working for this other organization. <laughs> no, you could say who they were. <laughs> and uh, We love love them, actually. I we love had you, them Bill on Peel. the radio. I love you, Bill Peel. <laughs> Bill right. Peel's going, I'm not sure I did the right thing being with Jim Brackenberg today. <laughs> I'm walking inside the church <laughs> thinking about this incredible conference that we developed that to teach doctors how to share their faith. And it was, it was very successful. And I was feeling a little proud of myself. And the Holy Spirit just kind of kicked me uh, where it counts and said, to me, Peel, unless what you're doing outside the church gets back in the side the church, it'll be dead when you pass. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is really true. And we can do the great thing about working in ministries outside the church is sometimes you're freer to do R&D, which is what I was doing. But ultimately, it has to become institutionalized. And the institution I, where it, that it needs to get plugged into is the Church of Jesus Christ. And so this has been a strong conviction of mine. And when I, when I went to work for Letourneau University, I was delighted that they thought that same way. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of our real priorities is to help churches join us in this in this great venture. But you know, one of the things that one of the things that pastors have 
struggled with a little bit, even after they begin to understand this, is, gee, if, if we tell people that their workplace is where their ministry is, their Jerusalem, you know, we, we kind of need those people here to volunteer at the church. Are we, you know, what's going to happen? If we talk a lot about this, what's really going to happen here? And I don't think that's important. But have you guys, did you guys ever... Aaron, did you all wrestle with that when you started thinking about this, or did you think materially about it? <laughs> the, the yeah, no. I, for me personally, no. Uh, that never really Good. crossed my mind. Yeah. I um, again, I think it goes back to helping people understand their identity uh, in Christ, um, as seeing themselves as a servant, as an ambassador, wherever they go. And so, uh, you know, there was a couple of guys, uh, for example, in our church. One of them, uh, we. Uh, lack of better terms, he's our head usher. He's an extroverted guy. He um, loves meeting people. He's funny. Um, so he's in the perfect position within our church. Uh, but he is also um, the owner of uh, a dental imaging company and travels the United States. And he uh, recently has come to Claude um, saying, hey, I've got my employees asking me about my faith and God and Jesus. What What does it look like for me to maybe start a Bible study? And 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 he's beginning to yeah. see his role there um, because he was a faithful follower of Christ um, there at his workplace. So that was exciting to see. Um, you know, there's another guy uh, who is a high school teacher in the, in the school. Uh, he has told me several times, he says, I see my mission field as being the school. He prays mm-hmm. with kids uh, on a regular basis. Kids come to him um, asking for advice and, and prayer. Um, he has... Uh, you know, taken on uh, one of the uh, families who uh, recently lost uh, their daughter in the Sutherland Springs uh, church shooting, and he's mm-hmm. ministered to that family, um, and they see him as as essentially being that school chaplain, and he is also an elder of grace. So the this mindset is just it's their identity, it's who they are as a servant of Christ to minister to whoever it is that's in their path, mm-hmm. whether it's at work, in church, or whatever, and, and that's great. Yeah, and it's so. I, I think it's it's it's, you know what what you know. Claude's told me about your leadership is you really see, the these ministries that go on, outside the church mm-hmm. during the week that you have no control over, say over in some ways uh, that that's the ministry of Grace Bible Church as much as what happens on Sunday morning mm-hmm. or organized by the staff. That's that's great. I love that. Claude, you um, took a big step of faith. I mean, the Lord just said, okay, you're done here. I'm moving mm-hmm. you a different spot. You know, I'm shifting your paradigm a little bit. Um, didn't really shift your ministry. I mean, he nope. should, he, but he just, okay, I want you to operate your ministry here in a different different spot. And you're ministering in a, in a, in a church that obviously, based on what we're hearing from Aaron Weaver here, from Grace, a senior pastor at Grace Bible Church, a, a guy that really gets it, that really wants people to be equipped when the church when, when the church gets sent out into the mission field on Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. how? You know, what's your plan? What do, you, what do you want to see the church do as it impacts Lavernia, Texas, and the whole county that you're in uh, here in the next couple of years? What, what, what's your dream? If you dream big, what, what does it look like? I honestly think if we get like what Aaron's talking about, people to understand their identity in Christ, to understand the gifts that they've given them, and that the vast majority of people that when we look through the pages of Scripture where God used people, 85% of those people were what we would consider to be in non-traditional 
ministry type of things, you know, shepherd, accountants, you know, those types of things. And so just the emphasis that God has the ability to be able to use you with the people that are in the cubicle next to you, that God, and also to understand God's divinely placed that person next to you. And you have a responsibility before God to be able to mirror who Christ is, to be that example, to be able to have others see Christ living in you because you have a world that is hurting. They're looking for answers. Mm -hmm. And last I checked, we have the best solution. (laughs) We have the only solution. Exactly. So the fact to understand that, like Aaron has said, it's more than just a paycheck. This is what God has divinely gifted you to be able to do in your workplace. And so I knew I was called to, to vocational ministry, okay? So going into the Air Force, I was really struggling with that. Mm. And I was like, Lord, what in the world are you doing? This was not the plan. Well, what I come to learn out in my first 10 years, I had so many biases. I didn't understand a lot of things. I didn't want to be around those people. I want to get back to church. Mm. You know, a couple of decades later, you know, about half a dozen two-by-fours across the side of the head, the Lord, one day I'm walking into my workplace, and he said, as of today, I am holding you responsible. This is your church. Hmm. You need to be praying for every one of those people every day, and you need to love them as I love them. Another testimony of a knucklehead for Jesus. I just love that. <laughs> I love Jim that. has a little branding. I have, I have, thing I have the going website, on. knuckleheadsforjesus.com. Check it out. Um, okay, so Claude, the dream, though, yes. and for Grace Bible Church, going back to the dream, when you dream, and Aaron, I'm going to ask you the same question. Mm-hmm. As you guys infiltrate the church with the whole idea that everybody's work matters, mm-hmm. that, that everybody has a unique calling, that their calling as an electrician is just as high a calling as that of the pulpit pastor. What's your dream? My dream is, is that we have a, a, you know, connecting for the life-changing pursuit of Christ with others. And we're looking at in the Lavernia area, the Wilson County area, as we have people understand their identity in Christ, living that out in the workplace, to be able to make that connection with their coworkers and to be able to love them as Christ and to be able to transform not only just their workplace, not only just their organization, but, but their city. And you have the ability also to even transform an industry as mm-hmm. well, too. And I think that's the key. I really honestly believe that if we as the church in America get this right, we're going to sing the single greatest reformation in the history of America within the next 30 years. Well, we've got to embrace this truth and see it as he sees it. Aaron, what's your dream? As a senior pastor, this is not stuff you heard in seminary. This is, I mean, not likely. Did you hear about this stuff in seminary? Did, did they t- no, okay. It's no, not much. I just want to make sure. Cause it, it, and now I know today there's a lot of seminaries really starting to grasp onto this. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your dream for Grace Bible Church as you look at helping people to understand the idea behind whole life discipleship in all seasons of their lives, no matter what their job is, no matter what their calling mm-hmm. is. What's your dream for your church? Yeah, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think one is is uh, I think we see ourselves as uh, a church that can equip and train people to enter into the workplace and uh, not just simply do a good job, but but to see themselves as ambassador, ambassadors and um, 
uh, even missionaries uh, to their workplace. Um, and, and part of that incorporates, you know, through the discovery of their gifts and their talents, et cetera, and how does that relate to work. So, so that's part of uh, the dream. But ultimately, you know, when it's all said and done, um, you know, I want people to be able to come to that point where when they meet Jesus, that Jesus will look at them and say, well done, you know, that good and faithful servant. And, and be able to look back on their lives and recognize that their act of service was you know, within the workplace, um, in, in the way in which they worked, in the way in which they ministered to the people around them, and, and served as um, the presence of Christ uh, within that area. And, and I think that's where, uh, where churches, and, and, and I'm speaking just for my own journey, uh, where churches have struggled because um, that phrase, well done, you know, good and faithful servant, is, is generally, at least in the mindset of the pastor, is applied either within the four walls of the church or on a mission field. And I just think it's much, much broader than that. Mm. I think Jesus thinks the same thing. Yep. Bill Peel, you look like you had a question on the top of your head. Oh, it's just, I'm... Or maybe it's a comment. I'm just, I'm just loving, loving hearing this because this is, this is exactly what we want to see happen uh, as as we as we minister to to people, you know, in mm-hmm. in the church, and to help pastors really, really, really see this. Uh, Thirty years ago, twenty years ago, we used to when when I would ask a pastor about this or discuss it, I'd I'd get some arguments. But uh, today. There's not the argument. There's the, okay, what do I do about this? Yeah, church has changed for sure, for sure. These guys together are trying to change, well, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the culture in their church to recognize that the calling, that everybody has a calling, that everybody has a purpose in the work, that everybody, no matter the season of life, no matter the work that they're doing, whether they're retired or whether they're just getting started, that God's got a plan for how their faith and their work should be interacting each and every day. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Jim, we are here doing this interview because of a connection with Bill Peel from the Center for Faith and Work at Letourneau University. And I would love to hear from you, Claude. How has the Center for Faith and Work helped you with this new focus at Grace Bible Church? Well, just connecting with Bill and developing that relationship over the last five years or so, I've had the opportunity to uh, be a part of that and met with the president of the university. And so we've actually sort of coordinated together with some strategic planning and things of like that. And as we're doing that, one of the major things is we sat down and did some of the strategic planning. One of our objectives was to be able to, how is it that we're going to be able to get this into the churches? So at that time I was still in the air force, was an elder at the church and was having conversations with Aaron on, on this very topic. And so in seeing that that was one of the major goals or objectives of Laterna University, started in talking with Aaron on some of these things that like, hey, here, there there might be some ways that we can be able to to do that. So I think just having the conversations, being there, working with Bill on several things, and I think it has just continued to sort of fuel that and see what's going on at Laterna University as well, too, that... What an outstanding platform to learn engineering and nursing, but how can I use that profession that I, when I go out in the field, how can I actually use that to glorify God in the workplace as well? So you said something that um, I want to just kind of reemphasize in, in the fact that you've had 
you had ongoing conversations with your pastor way before any of what you're seeing now exists. And one of the things that, um, you know, I know at the Center for Faith and Work, the get, helping a church to understand w- what the workers really want in their hearts, but may not know how to communicate. We can't just burst through the doors of the church and say, do this for me, right? <laughs> Claude, I think it took a, a, some patience and some relationship with your pastor. Well, so I, can I, you talk about that? I don't that? think it was ever like, hey, Aaron, we need to go ahead and do this. You know, mm-hmm. just drop the bomb. It wasn't right. like that. It was really just... Just through our friendship, working sure. together as elders, and just having these conversations. And one of the things we go like, what does this look like? And one of the things that we started about, what, 18 months ago, we thought we need to really be intentional about this. So we started uh, men's studies, discipleship studies at 530 in the morning. We started on one Tuesday morning a year and a half ago. And as we started talking about what does discipleship look like and being intentional, as these gentlemen have gone through this, the conversations have naturally migrated. How do I live this? How do I do this Mm. in the workplace? So we have gone to now we just started our fourth one last uh, Thursday. Okay, but that's your men's Bible studies, but women aren't going to be there at 530 in the morning because that's typically... Not not likely. Not likely. So how are you... I mean, I I know that you've seen this, that there's... I mean, it's the men and the women of your church that are really struggling, Aaron Weaver, with their calling and, and understanding their role within the body of Christ. How are you... Uh, moving this message toward that stay-at-home moms and the women who are in in the workplace and the women who are executives. How are you forming this message so that they understand that how they feel and their spiritual gifts matter to God as well within the body of Christ? Yeah, again, I think it goes back to um, helping them understand the value of uh, of work, whether that's the work at home or the work, um, you know, in a in a secular vocation, whatever that is. Um, Again, it's casting that that the theology and the and the vision behind what it is that that uh, we're hoping to see happen. And so when we had, oh, I'm going to stop yeah. you there just a second because you used another one of those illegal words. <laughs> <clears throat> is there really a difference between sacred and secular jobs? Because really, what you're talking about is all of our work mattering to God. Mm-hmm. So it's really all sacred work, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and that is a mistake. I mean, I uh, I actually I actually just preached on it, uh, and and that was one of my points. There is no uh, difference between second and secular. But we know um, what you mean when you right. say we it. Did. Right. We do. But, but we my do point in that is that at the church itself, for five or six or seven decades, has been telling people that if your job isn't a pastor or a missionary, you get a lower tier job. You're a lay person again not a word that really means what people say it means, and that the sacred-secular thing, that parachurch ministries aren't really part of the church. But it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the kingdom. We're all part of the body of Christ. So right. going back to your conversation and, and, and the answer my question, the women in the church— But hang on. I want to oh, commend you oh, I'm sorry. on preaching <laughs> on it and, and having yeah. those conversations because that's how it all starts to penetrate our hearts. Sure. To hear— um, because you are a spiritual leader to your congregation. And the things that you say hold a lot of value. And how you say them 
um, makes a huge difference. So mm-hmm. the fact that you are preaching on it and still researching it and still right. learning, s- yeah, learning for yourself what a great example you are to well, your you, yeah. community. So I just want to thank you for that because yeah, we don't thanks. we don't hear a whole lot of that happening yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stirring up and starting, but you are walking that out, and so that's great. Okay, right now, now you can finish. No, Jim. Right, so go ahead and finish. about just, women. <laughs> so, go, so going back to that conversation and helping mm-hmm. the women of the church who have a lot of times in most churches across America been put on the sidelines. Their spiritual mm-hmm. gifts haven't really mattered to the leadership of the church. But again, not biblical, not a, not. A, how are you helping them to understand? How are you bringing them into the same conversation? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and again, I think it goes back to it's helping them understand their identity in Christ. And I think um, when we see this within our culture, and unfortunately a lot of times within the church too, um, segmenting people out into little groups and, mm-hmm. and, and subgroups and in the process assigning value to them, um, whether that's you know our culture assigning value um, uh, Etc. So, again, it's filtering uh, everything through the gospel and understanding uh, people who uh, who they are uh, in terms of their identity in Christ, whether male, female, uh, in in a workplace over here, a workplace over there, home, etc. Your value is in Christ, and He has mm. placed you here on this earth with a mission mm-hmm. and a purpose. And um, you know, even a stay-at-home mom has an incredible role in terms of the kingdom of God. Especially the stay-at-home uh, mom. Who has more absolutely. influence over those kids? I right. mean, it's powerful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The mom, the family. The family's a fabric society. Absolutely. Yep. I, mean, yep. I mean, and that's something that you guys get a chance to lift up at the same time. Bill Peel. Are you saying it's a higher calling? Am I saying it's a higher calling? Oh, no. But I, it's more, all matters. It might be more yeah. sacred. No. But, but the family is mm-hmm. the family is the fabric of society marriage is very, and, and that's yes. something that again as a church we need to be lifting up because our society has been ripping to shreds because we've just because of the destruction of the family yes. well the, it, it, those are those those are the two great assignments that god gave the human race adam and eve in the in the garden of eden to be fruitful multiply have babies, create families, but also create a culture. Go to work, develop mm-hmm. the earth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So to relationships, work in relationships, live in relationships, and do great things with what I've given you here on planet Earth. Aaron Weaver, Senior Pastor of Grace Bible Church in Lavernia, Texas. Speak to those that are listening today that are going, okay, can this really be done? Encourage those people that are going, is this possible in my own church? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think the church actually has a lot to offer um, uh, business people. Um, and I think that's that's been the struggle all along. I, just speaking again from my personal experience, I feel like, you know, I'm in the church. What do I really have to offer to people in the, in the business world? But um, so much of what, what uh, pastors will do is they look at the mission and the vision and we look at our core values and, and we work really hard on organization structure because we feel like, quote unquote, it matters. It's for the church. It's for Christ. Well, um, that's a lot that we can offer to a lot of business people as well, helping them formulate not just simply mission, vision, core values. But one of the things that I know that when Bill came to Grace, um, one of the challenges that that, uh, was given was to create what is your life mission statement um, at work and and, and have that filtered through, uh, you know, the lens of the gospel and and for a lot of people that was there at the conference, that was very eye-opening for them mm. and very helpful. Hmm. 
Well, so it, it's out there. It's possible, Claude Hungerford, you have given your life to bringing this to fruition at Grace Bible Church in Lavernia, Texas. What's the next step? Just continuing on, uh, getting uh, one of the things, getting back to the ladies, we had uh, our first discipleship class where it was a year-long thing. It was a great uh, experience for the ladies, and we're looking to be able to replicate much the same mm, thing. Fabulous. Well, I can't wait to do a, a follow-up show next time we're in San Antonio, Texas, about what's going on at Grace Bible Church and how it's impacting Lavernia, Texas. I want to talk to the mayor next time. Thank you to Aaron Weaver and Claude Hungerford. Thanks so much for being on I Work Ram today. Thank you. Thank you. Bill Peel, thanks again for another amazing interview, and I hope you're not really mad at me for too long. You've been, li- <laughs> you've been listening to I Work Ram with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for for him. him.